Welcome to Real Paranormal Activity, the network. Entertainment you'll enjoy. You are listening to an RPA production where people gather. Foss Corporation, LLC. When I opened up my eyes, there was something that was evil. And I, I don't know what evil should look like or should sound like. But I knew it was evil. I was just 18 when I came to New York to attend Juilliard. I was living with my aunt in an apartment building. My aunt is very dear to me, like a second mommy. But it's pretty scary because I was away from home for the first time. And that's a very innocent age, a very vulnerable age. Juilliard was difficult emotionally. I had no idea of how intense the program was. You have this entire curriculum lined out for you. The hours kept are at least 14-hour days. And that's exhausting. You go in with all of this confidence because you're a big deal from where you come from. But you come into this, this pool where everybody is a big deal. And all of a sudden, you're not. The school was set up to strip you down to build you back up. And at that time, I was going through the strip you down period. After about a month of this vigorous, um, intensive curriculum, I was truly at my lowest point. Stand up, man up, and get up. Not only was I exhausted and emotionally just going through it, I just felt so weak. So one night, I had a long day at school, so I was really, really tired. And I go home to my aunt's house. She has dinner on the side for me. I was spent. I was drained. When I went to bed that night, I went to sleep fairly quickly. In the middle of the night, All of a sudden, 
I feel this presence in the room. I thought maybe it's my aunt looking after me. So I opened my eyes. foot of my bed I saw this figure staring at me watching me and it had these hollow eyes I didn't know what it was I mean it didn't have flesh and blood but it was live it was truly alive It looked at me and I, I, I heard this kind of a, uh, a hissing sound. And it was evil. I was terrified. And I bolted up. I immediately ran into my aunt's room. what had happened she thought perhaps I had just had a nightmare or something actually I don't think she believed me and her response was well you want to go to sleep with me I don't want to go back to sleep because I don't want this thing to come back and so for the rest of the night I stayed up making sure this thing didn't come back the next morning, I was physically exhausted, mentally exhausted, and spiritually spent. I got up, showered, caught the train, and went to school. I was afraid. And the first three nights after this incident, I didn't sleep because I thought this thing was coming back. And about the fourth night, I let my guard down. When I went to bed that night, I went straight to sleep. I was dead asleep. And in the middle of the night, I felt the presence again. This thing came right over me. And I could feel the pressure of it. It was as though it was trying to get inside of me. It wanted to become one with me. I wasn't going to just lay there and let it. Thank you. 
that strength that I don't know where it came from. And I said, I am not afraid of you. I'm not afraid of you. I'm not afraid of you. And as I was saying it, this thing went... And over and over again, my tongue became a sword. went away it just went away I never saw it come but I definitely saw it go at that moment I knew I had defeated this thing for eternity the next morning I called my mom and I told her the story. And unlike my aunt, she believed me. My mom said to me, she had read about, you know, these um, entities that prey on young females. She said, be, be careful. Be very careful. I was vulnerable. And um, when you're vulnerable, you're easy prey. I don't know what this thing was trying to do to me. I just know that I wasn't having it. I don't think it was used to anyone giving it a fight. But, you know, when you tear a person down and you're at your lowest, the only, only place you can go is up. And if you tear me down and the only way I can get up is to fight you. I'm going to give you the fight of your life. Hi, this is Shannon in Abu Dhabi, and you are listening to RPA, Real Paranormal Activity with my good friend, Aaron Hammer. Welcome. I'm Aaron Hunter, purveyor of paranormal stories, the occult, and the unexplained. Welcome to RPA. I hope you enjoy your stay. Hey guys, Aaron here, and it is Monday, November 21st, 2022, episode 284. How's everyone out there around the world doing? And man, I love being in the hot seat. And Turkey Day over here in the States is coming up. Can't wait. We're going to travel over to my uh, brother's place, and the family is all going to be uh, meeting there. It should be a good time. And I hope all the uh, other people here in the States, you enjoy your Turkey Day as well. As far as announcements are concerned, uh, it got a little bit colder and, uh, you know, we got a dusting of snow, nothing big, but yeah, winter's here and I'm just waiting for the first big snowfall. Other than that, yeah, no problems. Everything is smooth going over here at RPA. And tomorrow, Tuesday, there will be a new episode of Aaron's Horror Show with Mr. Aaron Frail. And then Wednesday, a new episode of Terry's Mysterious Moments with Terry from Texas. And of course, this Friday, two new entertaining short films will be released. And that's about it. Yeah, we're going to do listener stories yet again. And just a friendly reminder to everyone out there who's listening, if you have your own 
paranormal experiences or, or something weird that happened, go ahead and send it to me. Aaron, A-A-R-O-N, at realparanormalactivity.com. I'll read it off on a future episode. And so let's get the show started. You know what that means. Oh, yeah, man. Come on. Say it with me. Say it with me. That's right. Two. The story then, if me right this way, no pushing, no shoving, and the fires are blazing, nice and toasty in here. You guys know the deal. Grab a beanbag over there in the corner, find an empty spot on the floor, and while you guys are doing that, get behind my desk here, nice and comfy, and I print off Britt's packet. Thank you, Britt. And let's see what story she picked out for us today. Well now. We got two long ones and a medium one. All right. Let me take a sip of my green tea real quick. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. So good when it hits the lips, I tell you. All right, the first one. This one is by Rob, and it's titled The Skeptic. Okay, Rob. Let's see what you got, man. I'm a paranormal investigator and used to guide for a company that would take people all over the USA to haunted locations to investigate. I did this to get my experience investigating and it also helped our team with private residence and business investigations. We took a group to a place in Georgia for three days of investigating multiple locations. I am withholding the name as it is still an active tourist destination. On day two, After exploring the island, making several stops along the way, we stopped for lunch. One of my guests and I were having a conversation when he said to me, You guys are true believers. If the wind blows, you think it's a ghost. If anything happens, it's always a ghost. I informed him that nothing could be further from the truth. I am a skeptic at heart and debunk a lot of things that happen, even on tours. He replied, Well, I'm not a believer. You could bring me a ghost in a box and I still wouldn't believe. I told him someday something would happen to change his mind. I didn't know it would be later that night. We were invited to investigate a plantation that had been kept to its original historical layout and contents. The plantation houses were all original and also all the items on the plantation were back from the time it was operating as a paid worker farm. We started investigating the main house and we had a lot of activity. We broke into groups and I took my group of six outside and turned them loose with their equipment. My six guests went to the servant area to investigate the residences and the on-site graveyard. My partner and I were investigating the old barn and a pay shack. Uh, The pay shack was an eight by eight wooden roofed shack where the pay for the day's labor would be distributed. My partner and I set up our gear and were getting ready to start the investigation when my partner's teenage son walked up to us. As he walked up to us, we heard a booming voice from inside the shack say, Get that boy out of here! There was no one in the shack, and no one with us as the group was about 200 to 300 yards away on the other side of the main house. My partner's son gasped, at the disembodied voice and I turned to look to make sure he was okay. I saw the gentleman from earlier, Mr. Bring Me a Ghost in a Box, running full speed for the parking lot, not turning back, not looking back, until he got in his car and drove away. 
My partner's son said he had brought the gentleman to us because he had a question about how the gear worked. I asked my partner's son if he or the gentleman had said anything as they came up and he said, no way, that was crazy. We didn't talk at all. You heard that person yell at us. That's crazy. I returned to the hotel at about 3.30 in the morning to find the gentleman's room empty and car not in the parking lot. I tried to call him to no avail. I spoke with the management in the morning of the hotel we were all staying. The management said the gentleman checked out and left his key in the middle of the night. I have not heard from him ever again. I sent several emails to refund a portion of his trip because he left early and never got a response. Guess he didn't need a ghost in the box after all. Just one disembodied voice. Hope you liked the story, Rob. Oh man, Rob. Thank you very much for sharing that. Great story, loved it. Yeah, I have to admit, uh, if I heard something like that too, and I was a skeptic at the time, you know, your world just crumbles when something like that happens. And yeah, I would have booked. I would have ran out of there, man. <laughs> Don't blame the guy. But uh, I bet he has uh, changed his mind from that experience. So yeah, great story. Thank you uh, for sharing again. Yeah. For one thing, you old timers know this, I wouldn't be on investigations anyway. Uh, you guys know the reasons, but um, yeah, I don't go out there looking for this stuff. I, I'm just an academic and I research and read and I get your guys' stories out there. I'm safe. <laughs> All right, what do we got? What do we got here? This one is by Midnight and it's titled Lonely. Okay, Midnight, let's see what you got, man. This story is from my earliest experiences in the house I grew up in, most of which did not seem out of the ordinary until I got older and thought back on them. I was maybe three years old when we moved in. The house itself was quite spacious. Five bedrooms, a ridiculously big kitchen and dining room, plus a long living room that was added on in later years. The living room had high slanted ceilings with dark wooden beams and a somewhat new artificial fireplace with a switch to ignite the pretend fire. Overall, the house had very little remodeling done to it. It was well over a hundred years old, so it was a bit worn down. Prior to my family moving there, an old widower owned the house. Before that, it was owned by the people who ran the church that once stood next door. The old brick church was destroyed by a tornado. Sometimes while we played in our yard, we sometimes found bricks, old silverware, etc., etc., in the ground. Also, surrounding the house are three separate graveyards, one directly across the road and another on the other side of our large driveway. The one that really creeped me out was a private overgrown one that was connected to our backyard by a small wooded area. The stones were very old, crumbling, and some knocked over. Now, I'll describe my early experiences. I felt and heard the most things upstairs in my bedroom and my mom's room. When I was about five or six, my older sister moved into her own room down the hall. I remember after that trying to sleep in my room at night, but kept waking up to what sounded like people working in the kitchen. I didn't stop to consider the fact that everyone was upstairs in bed. 
One night, it got so annoying, I climbed in bed with my mom where the sound didn't reach. We talked for a while, then got snuggled up to sleep. I'm almost asleep when I feel a strange presence, like someone was right by the bed. The air seemed to be thicker, and I thought I was being watched. I tell my mom this, and that I'm scared. She holds on to me, saying, There's nothing there. I'm safe. I felt at peace after that, and went right to sleep. Years later, I'm talking to my mom about that night, and she admits to feeling something too. She stayed awake holding me while she prayed. I'm thankful she didn't share that she was afraid too. Eventually, I no longer woke up to noises in the night and even managed to sleep in my room. While there was still unexplainable sounds from time to time, it no longer disturbed my sleep. Thank you for reading my story. Until then, best of wishes to you. And that's from Midnight. Midnight, thank you very much for sharing. I loved it. Yeah. At least it didn't seem to be bad. It's just a, a noisy... Well, there might be a few other things there. You know, something in the kitchen at night. You know, your mom's bedroom. You just It just felt off. Air got thick. You felt like something was in there with you. Yeah. Interesting how it settled down, though. I wonder if it was due to your mom praying. I don't know. But hey, thank you very much, Midnight. Great story. Yeah, it's it's always curious. We get stories like that where, you know, I'm wondering how long, you know, did, it, did these things happen right away when your family moved in? Or, you know, I think uh, early in the story, you said right around uh, five or six years old, you started noticing these things. We're just wondering if it's a constant thing or if it, you know, one month, some things happen and then goes away. And then, you know, once a month, twice a month. I don't know. But yeah, I'm always curious of why things just ramp up, you know, sometimes not right away. Sometimes you might be at a house, living at a house for a couple of years. And then all of a sudden, bam, something happens. It's just weird. Okay. Let's see, what do we got? What's next? Hey, I'm Andy Mitchell, a New York Times bestselling author. And I'm Sabrina Kohlberg, a morning television producer. We're moms of toddlers and best friends of 20 years. And we both love to talk about being parents, yes, but also pop culture. So we're combining our two interests by talking to celebrities, writers, and fellow scholars of TV and movies. Cinema, really. About what we all can learn from the fictional moms we love to watch. From ABC Audio and Good Morning America, Pop Culture Moms is out now wherever you listen to podcasts. This one is by Melda, and it's titled, A Beautiful Experience. Okay, Melda, see what you got, man. I wanted to relate my paranormal experiences as they happened from childhood onward, but I am moving ahead with this one as I found it absolutely intriguing and still often reflect on it, wondering what it could have been. Strangely enough, I only see things when my husband is away, which happens occasionally when he has to go to various cities or towns. He presents training workshops, which do not always take place at the city we live in or locations nearby. So at times he is away from home for a few days, 
I do, however, hear and feel things even when he is in the house. I use the word things simply because I cannot think of a better word for it. As usual, I fell asleep with the TV on in my bedroom. This always happens when my husband comes to bed. He switches it off. I'm a typical early-to-bed, early-to-rise type of person. My husband is the exact opposite. Uh, This event occurred the first night he was away on one of his business trips, and, of course, I did not switch the TV off. In the early morning hours, the light and flashes from the TV were becoming really irritating, although I had turned down the sound. I am not happy sleeping alone at home, and having the TV on is a comfort to me. Not that it would save me in any way from a break-in, etc., etc., but it helps psychologically. Also, I keep the kitchen and lounge lights on, plus the TV in the lounge, when I am alone. Perhaps silly, but it works for me. Now, to what I consider to be my most heartwarming, touching experience. It was still rather dark outside, but I could hear birds beginning to chirp and decided to switch the TV off. I sat up in bed and reached for the remote. Imagine my surprise when I saw a dog sitting inside my room on the right side of the door, staring at the TV. It looked like a a spaniel, but was far bigger than a spaniel. I later realized that it could possibly have been a retriever breed. Also, it seemed to be just under the door handle, which means that it could not have been sitting on the floor. I was totally astounded by this, and believe me, I was totally awake. I saw no color on this dog. Although it was very clear, it did not appear in any specific color. The dog was only the beginning. Still entranced by this, I looked at the entrance of the door itself. There appeared in solid form, a little boy, which I would place at the age of approximately three years old. He was wearing a light t-shirt, possibly white, and old-fashioned underpants. When I say old-fashioned underpants, I mean those that were worn by kids in and before the 60s. My eldest son was born in 1975, and I could not have bought underpants like that for him even if I wanted to. This little apparition was the most beautiful child. He had blonde hair. I do not know for certain the color of his eyes, but they seemed to be blue. He had this little smile and projected all the beauty of a truly wonderful being. I simply could not take my eyes off of him. I also have doubts whether this child was standing flat on the floor His feet seemed to be pointed downwards, possibly standing on his toes or just above the floor line. The little boy then turned around and disappeared from my sight. I was not prepared to leave it at that. I had to have proof of what I had seen and said out loud, "Uh, Please let me see you again, just for a second. I was so ecstatic when suddenly he appeared in the doorway again. I felt such love towards this child, not the love I feel for my own children, but on a totally different level. I wanted to interact with this little boy. I asked him to come to me and talk to me. I so badly wanted more of him. He did not do that and simply turned around and went on his way. 
And that was the end of it. I have to admit that after seeing the child, I no longer concentrated on the dog. I did not see when it disappeared from view. The entire incident could not have lasted longer than a minute, but it is quite surprising what you can experience in that short of space of time. I got out of bed. It was approximately 4.30 a.m. As I said, I was teary-eyed. I so desperately wanted that little boy to sit on my bed and talk to me. This podcast is great. Thank you. And that's from Melda. Melda. Man, great story. I love it. Thank you very much for sharing. Uh, you know, yeah, that's a feel-good story. It sounds like it was a, you know, it was a very lovable thing you saw. And uh, you felt, I don't know, warmth, love, at peace. And, uh, you know, it was uh, an enjoyable type of event. Again, I'm wondering, as I mentioned in the uh, last story I read, you know, was this the, this obviously is the first time you've ever seen this little boy and the dog. But, uh, I mean, were you, re- did you recently move in? And, uh, you know, did this happen, you know, a few weeks or a month after you moved in? Or were you living in this residence for a few years and then all of a sudden this happens? I'm just curious. And also, I'm just wondering, did that happen again? Did you ever see the boy and the dog again? I don't know. But yeah, just curious. But yeah, obviously it didn't mean you any harm. You got this little ghost boy with his dog wandering around the house. <laughs> just minding its own business. All right, thank you very much. And that's it, guys. That's all the stories. As always, we're flattered that you come to the RPA Network, and we're just glad that you are enjoying something here. And we, uh, we work very hard to bring you guys some good entertainment. And hopefully you guys are really enjoying the entertaining short films as well. And to everyone out there in the States, you know, have a happy Thanksgiving. Drive safely if you're traveling. And also to those abroad. And remember, don't hit your in-laws. And don't shout at them. <laughs> don't scream at them. You know, take it easy. Have a good time. Surround yourself with uh, your friends and family. Have a good time. Put some music on. And, uh, you know, celebrate. All right, with that, I am calling it. The show's been produced by myself and Britt, and it's also made possible by LaFosse Corporation, and man, we love you. Oh, yeah, we do. As always, thank you, and good night.